The Raiders make a key addition to their coaching staff. Plus, you'll hear from the man, the Emmy-winning writer behind the Al Davis tribute that you saw on CBS Sports before Super Bowl 58. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for February 14th, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. The show has grown in such a major way. It's incredible how quickly it's grown in such a short amount of time. That's because of you, Raider Nation. Of course, it's because of my man Ari as well. Does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good. We're doing what we're supposed to do. You can hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And if you want to chime in on the show, the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693. Got a lot of calls and texts. Going to try to get to as many as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I'm super excited about the conversation that I want you to hear. Billy Scafiri, he's from CBS Sports. He's the Emmy-winning writer. He was on my radio show on Tuesday. He wrote the Al Davis tribute that aired on CBS Sports right before Super Bowl 58. Really good stuff. I had him on my radio show on Tuesday. Great conversation. You'll enjoy it. I promise you. That's coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, including a key addition to the Raiders coaching staff. We'll get into that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So here we go. Let's jump right into it. The offensive line coach has been named. The offensive line coach has been hired by the Silver and Black. Now, it's not official like a referee's whistle. The Raiders haven't sent out the email saying we've hired the offensive line coach, so-and-so, so-and-so. But Ian Rappaport from NFL Network put it out there on Tuesday. The Raiders are hiring James Craig as their new offensive line coach, source said. The former 49ers assistant offensive line coach also previously coached at LSU, and he's got a very extensive resume. So again, it's not official 100%, and we know based off of recent history that you can't be 100% sure, but it looks like that James Craig is going to be the new offensive line coach. He was actually with the Raiders going all the way back to 2007 and 2008 as the assistant offensive line coach. He was in Tennessee in 2009 as the offensive line coach. USC, he was in the college ranks from 2010 to 2013 as the offensive line coach with the Broncos from 2014 to 2016 as an assistant offensive line coach and with the Chargers in 2017 also as the assistant offensive line coach. LSU, he went back to the college ranks from 2018 to 2020, offensive line coach and run game coordinator and and most recently with the 49ers, 2022 and 2023 as assistant offensive line coach, now with the silver and black. When I mentioned this on my radio show on Tuesday, I had a guy that really uh, follows and, and really enjoys LSU football a lot. And he hits me up and he said, Q, Craig was at LSU during the 2019 season. 
Do you know what happened that year? They won the Joe Moore Award, which is presented to the best offensive line in all of college football. was the first time LSU had won that award. He was there from 2018 to 2020, so he wasn't there when Jaden Daniels was with the Tigers. But either way, I like the higher PS. Go Tigers. So it was nice to get a little bit of feedback from someone who you know watches LSU a lot and obviously was a big fan of the hire of uh, James Craig. So James Craig returns to the Silver and Black. He was there from 2007-2008, and now it will be official probably today, maybe – maybe even went Thursday, who knows, as uh, the offensive line coach with the silver and black. And that was a hire that a lot of folks were waiting for. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Who is it going to be? Now we know pretty sure that it's going to be the former 49ers assistant offensive line coach, James Craig. And obviously he's got plenty of experience as I just kind of ran through his resume. And believe me, he had a lot more than that. I just went back to 2007 when he was with the Raiders. Also want to tell you about some other coaching moves. And these are former Raider coaches that are no longer with the team. And according to multiple reports, Tristan Kuhn, as a matter of fact, tweeted out, the Raiders have parted ways with kick return coach Danny Amendola and defensive back coach Jason Simmons. Simmons is expected to join the commanders in the same position. That's something that we talked about here on the show. I want to say last week, maybe the week before, and uh, he was interviewing with the commanders, and I thought, okay, that clearly sounds like he's on his way out of town. So Simmons uh, no longer going to be the defensive back coach for the Raiders. They've already made some hires to fill in that void. And uh, Danny Amendola, who I thought was a good addition as far as the kick return coach goes, uh, is no longer with the silver and black either. Obviously, he's got the Patriot ties. Final little nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. want you to hear from Antonio Pierce as he was a, a guest on the Pivot podcast with Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, and Fred Taylor. I actually hit up Ryan Clark to try to get him on my radio show to talk about it because it was some really good stuff with AP, but he said, Q, I would, but... I'm trying to take a little bit of time just to kind of rest and relax. And look, I get it. It's been a long football season. Super Bowl's over. So, you know, you got to take a little bit of time for yourself. But I do have a couple sound bites that I wanted to bring to the table for you. The first one is on Antonio Pierce going from the interim to the head coach. It's kind of like AP giving an intro, a little bit of a background to what happened when he walked in the Raiders facility. How does linebacker coach Antonio Pierce become the interim head coach? of the Las Vegas Raiders when Josh McDaniels is let go. Take us through that process. Man, it's probably two years ago when it all started. You know, when I got the phone call from Josh and Dave and Patrick Graham to join them. And what a great opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Grew up in LA, watched the Raiders in the Coliseum. Damn, that'd be, that's different. Yeah. We're in Vegas, this bad boy rolling, new regime, let's go ahead and get started. And when I walked in that building day one, like everybody else, which I would expect, I checked my ego at the door. My past didn't matter. I wanted to learn people. I wanted to get to know people. I wanted people to get to know me. I wanted to feel the building, right? So you walk in, to be honest, the first person I run into, Max Crosby. What up, AP? Boom, full injury. Like, Whoa, what is this? I've never felt so much energy in my life from a player out the gate in offseason in February. I'm like, what are you doing here at 6 a.m.? Oh, man, I work out every day. That's what, this is my routine. Damn, that's different. Watch the dude bounce around, watch his routine. Go over there to the cafeteria, you introduce yourself, you go throughout the building. And as time goes on, you really integrate yourself amongst the whole team. Player, staff, front office, held a janitor. You know what I mean? Just kind of get to know everybody. Like, what do you do? What's going on with you? What's up with your life? Just general conversation. And then, you know, as a former player, when things come up during the season, don't matter what side of the ball you're on, guys go to who they're comfortable with talking to. 
So there's AP right there giving you a little bit of a kind of intro to what it was like when he walked into the building there, uh, Raiders HQ. The next sound bite, I just got two more. Uh, this one's on AP on the first few days of practice as the interim head coach, uh, Josh McDaniels, gets fired on, on, on Halloween. And on November 1st, uh, AP gets introduced as the head coach as, long, as, long, uh, as well with uh, Champ Kelly as the interim GM. So here's AP on the first few days of practice, and in particular that no- November 1st day. Team meeting. About an hour later, go down there, tell the players exactly what we're about to do. Accountability, trust, passion, poise, pride, play for one another, trust one another, trust the process, believe in one another. More importantly, boys, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's make football fun again. We work our ass off to celebrate on Sundays and to hear that those magic words, see you Wednesday. That's what I want to do. The match Crosby said, I want to smoke a cigar. Yeah, cool. We go to eight lounge and we'll go smoke a cigar after the game. No, in the, in the locker room. Cool. Hold that thought. All right, <laughs> so we keep going. So then look, we go out to practice. This November 1st, put the pads on, 15 straight plays, all runs. Bring it back. We did that for an hour. Straight training camp. I said, man, we need to get that aggression out. We need to get that anger out. We got to get back to playing physical football, style of football. And I went to all of them. I said, y'all just got to trust what I'm trying to do and trust one another and let's do it together. No more outside noise, though. No more whispers. No more clicks. No more gossip. No more high school man. Let's let's be grown-ass men in this bad boy. If AP f***s up, my bad. I got it. You f*** up, call it. That's on me. RC, I got you. I'll be better next time. Cool. That's all I need. We're not going to dwell on the negatives. Positive reinforcement, fellas. Then you know what happened that Sunday, man? We went out there and we rolled. And we rolled. And them dudes played with so much passion, effort. And then just the fun and the smile. I'm like, this is what football is about. So really good stuff. I love how he said training camp stuff. And he didn't say it in those words, but you get you get the gist, right? I mean, training camp stuff. He went back to, you know, the basics and wanted to get the Raiders back to the basics. And you saw what happened that first game that they had on Sunday going up against the Giants. They got the big dub. I know Daniel Jones tore his ACL, but the Raiders just played like an inspired bunch. They played like a different team than what we had seen through the first eight weeks of the season. The final soundbite has to do with what uh, AP was thinking when they went into Kansas City on Christmas morning. They got the victory, and then he looked up into the sky. Uh, Ryan Clark knows AP really well, knows his mom really well, and it had nothing to do with the win. It had to do with AP's mom. This is some really good stuff, some emotional stuff here. Almost had all the guys uh, on the, uh, the Pivot podcast in tears. Here's AP talking about his mom's. One of my favorite people, and I know obviously she was your favorite person, was your mom. You mentioned being uncomfortable. Your mother could make people uncomfortable, <laughs> but if she loved you, you felt that as much as anything. Uh, you're the only child um, that was, you know, I've been around you, your best friend, um, the way you took care of her, the way she took care of you. How much have you thought about her during this process? That's a good one. That's a good one. See, most people ain't gonna know Tat knows that. You know, everybody look at that Christmas day and be like, damn, this dude's looking up in the sky. He's catching his breath. He's relieved. Nah, man, I'm like, damn, where my mom at? When you're an only child and uh, no brothers, no sisters, <laughs> the mother keep you out of trouble. <laughs> Whoops your ass. 
loves you up, you know what I mean? Takes you to practice, gets you up at four in the morning, take you to school, picks you up at 4 p.m., take you to practice. Bro. Yeah, that's a different one. But the good thing, man, Miles is OG. Hell like, yeah. Miles is OG. She was hard, she was tough, but fuck, she loved hard too, man. It's probably the only thing in my life that I've ever done something. I'm like, where's she at? <laughs> and then, uh, was it 14 months ago now? She passed away. I'm like, damn. So I thought that was really good stuff. That was just three little sound bites from Antonio Pierce on the Pivot podcast with Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, and Fred Taylor. You got to check it out. Like, I don't encourage everyone all the time to listen to multiple podcasts, but I know how good that one is. So you definitely need to go ahead and check that one out. I don't mind if you listen to all kinds of different podcasts, but I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and pound the table for you to do it. But that one, if you're going to do one and listen to another one, listen to that one. Uh, the Pivot Podcast with RC, Channing Crowder, and Fred Taylor uh, with Antonio Pierce. Really, really good stuff. Coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Billy Scafuri from CBS Sports. He's an Emmy-winning writer. He was the man that was behind the writing of the Al Davis tribute that you saw on Super Bowl Sunday on CBS Sports. You'll hear from him coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before you get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel's. And we know the NFL season is over, but... NBA is full throttle, and you can get buckets right now with your first bet on FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. And you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a whole lot more. It's really easy to navigate. It's really easy to do. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. You're guaranteed to miss the shot you don't take. FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I teased it a little bit on Tuesday's show and later on in the afternoon on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Had an opportunity to have Billy Scafuri from CBS Sports. He's an Emmy-winning writer. He is the man that actually wrote the Al Davis tribute that aired on CBS Sports ahead of Super Bowl 58. I teased it on Tuesday's Locked On Raiders podcast that he was going to be a guest on the show, and he was. And he was fantastic and really kind of took you behind the scenes of how the whole thing came together, what it meant to him to be a, a, just a, a small part of it. He had a big production team behind it, let you know the length of how long it took to put together, what it meant to have so many contributors. Really good stuff from Billy Scafuri. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into that conversation I had on my radio show on Tuesday. Here he is, this, the Emmy-winning writer behind the Al Davis tribute that aired on CBS Sports. What was it, man, that kind of went through your mind while you you're putting this tribute together and how pleased were you with the way it came out hey man well thanks first and foremost thanks for having me really appreciate the honor um i'll tell you cbs sports it's uh it's a team sport making these things you know like we're writing about team sports but from the editor to the director of photography to specifically the executive producer pete radovich i mean it's just uh it's an incredible team that they have there it's a small team and they just get it done and uh, i just want to shout them out first and foremost because I'm just one of the many team players on it. But, uh, yeah, when the call came in that we're going to do an Al Davis piece, you feel the pressure. You know, the guy is an icon, and you want to do the honor of, you know, really trying to tell his story. And, uh, you know, telling a four decades worth of a guy's life and career in six minutes is ambitious. But, you know, when it was all done, I was really, really pleased with how it turned out. And I, was, I really just wanted to make sure that Raiders fans 
like this. You know, you want the national audience to appreciate it, but you want the people who it's for to really like it. And when I was reading the comments, I was like, I think we did our job. So I was feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, you did your job, and you, you over-excelled. You overachieved. It was fantastic. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. I've got I've to get a copy of this. I've got to find a way to hold on to it. What did you learn? As you mentioned, this Al Davis is iconic, and it was a six-minute piece, and obviously you can't put his whole life into it, but what did you learn right. while you were kind of writing this? Well, you know, it's like it's so funny. So many of these people who you think you know, it's so much of it is like just media manipulation, right? And they're like, we choose that he's going to be seen as a villain. We see that this person's always going to be treated as a hero. But when you never really like do the digging to be like, how did they, how did they get this reputation? And what I learned was all that villain nonsense or like just like rough around the edges or gruff or tough to be around, that, that's not who this man was really at the end of the day. And I had the very good fortune with uh, Pete and Anthony and a couple of other guys who were working on this project from the creative side to talk with Amy Trask. And she put it perfectly. She said... He's a man who's always had the courage of his convictions. He always just knew what he wanted and he wasn't going to just bend or break to, you know, give up on those wants. And that includes occasionally leaving town. That includes having to merge with the NFL and just, you know, maintain his level of excellence and not take like a second place position because he's an AFL team. He's just courage of his conviction. And I think that's something that we all should strive for. You know, if we believe in something, don't give up on it. And you know, the NFL told him he couldn't leave town, and he said, well, go to court. You know, everyone, he just wouldn't, he wouldn't give up on what he believed, and I think that's pretty admirable. And uh, his players loved him. Everyone around him loved him. Amy Trask loved him. You know, he was just so loyal. So uh, he, was, he was a real hell of a guy and a hell of a leader, and uh, it seems like all of his players would run through a brick wall for him. How long did it take to put this together? Like, I get the concept, you know, you know Super Bowl 58 is coming up, it's in Las Vegas, but just I could imagine that it took some real deal time doing all the research on this one. Yeah, you'd think, right? But, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, um, we've gotten pretty good at our, like, small team at CBS Sports who makes these, like, features and films and uh, the teases that air right before kickoff at having to work quick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, with the AFC Championship, you don't know who's playing in it until you know Mm. sunday night and then you got to make something big and splashy that's going to air in seven days so we've gotten pretty good at working under compressed timelines but this took us all in about three weeks uh largely shot in los angeles there was so many technical things you know they like recreated the orange bowl and they just like had all these massive green screens they're flying in actors from Atlanta, New York, and crews were coming in from Portland. So it was just a big undertaking. And, um, you know, from the first page written, that was probably about three weeks ago. And we shot it, I'd say about like seven to ten days ago. And wow. then it was just bang in the edit. Just bang, bang, bang in the edit. So, yeah, you got to work quick and you just got to long nights and hope the result shows. Oh, the results showed. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother, the result definitely showed. Billy Scafari from CBS Sports, Emmy Winning Writer is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You mentioned working with Amy Trask, and I actually had to send her a text after it aired because I saw her in tears on the set. What did it mean yeah. to you to learn so much from her about Al and then obviously see her reaction when it was all said and done? Well, you know, it's so cool because – with biopics, like, you're telling a story, right? And you never want to embellish. You never want to start, like, like telling mistruths just to make the story seem a little bit more, you know, like, exciting or something. You want to tell an honest story and hope that it can carry. But, like I said, we got this chance to talk with Amy 
call it two weeks ago, and she was, you know, in the room. So she could tell us, like, no, that's, that's not true, what, you, what, what people think. And that is true and that kind of stuff. And it just made me and the whole team really want to tell her authentic story and their authentic story as well as we could without, like, lying or embellishing. And that just added this newfound pressure of, like, you gotta, you got to deliver for Amy. <laughs> you got like, of course, you got to deliver for Al and his family, but you got to deliver for Amy too, because this is her truth. And I didn't know that she was going to be in the broadcast booth when uh, the the film wrapped, and when she was still there and she was talking and crying, I was just like, "Damn, we did our job!" <laughs> like that is such a good feeling to know that to tell someone's life story and for them to feel so proud that it brings them to tears. You know, it's like we did our job, and that's that's really all you can hope for at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I got a couple uh, text messages coming through right now wanting to ask questions. My guy Jay said, is there any plans to make this a kind of a series or something? Or is that it? The six minutes and it's a wrap. You know, it's so funny. That was like, that's like the recurring thing on like when you just, I was always, I've been trained not to check the YouTube comments on things that I write because right. sometimes it ain't what you want to see. Facts. But this one I was like, I really just want to know if the Raiders fans like this, you know? And when we were shooting it, because sometimes, you know, when you got to recreate Al Davis and you have to recreate John Madden, two guys with iconic looks, you know, it's like, I don't know if people are going to, like, buy it. And as soon as we started filming it, I was like, oh, they look good. And, you know, there was always these, like, jokes where it was like, six minutes is not enough, not enough. But I'll be honest, there's no <laughs> – I'm not the man to answer this question. I'm the man who writes these things. But <laughs> this guy, Pete Radovich, who is, like – a brilliant, brilliant filmmaker and just visionary in the world of sports and sports media and filmmaking. He's like 41 Emmy Awards. He's the wow. creative director of CBS Sports. He's just a monster. He directed this um, with Anthony Cortese. He would be the one that could honestly answer that. But, you know, I would say that it wouldn't hurt if, uh, you know, Raiders Nation just kept asking for it. <laughs> right. That's probably the fastest way to get it done. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. I guarantee all the Raider Nation would definitely be fired up and want to see more. Because, look, it left me wanting more. So you know that that's when it's really good, when it leaves you wanting more. And I, I just had my guy Vegas Jess hit me up and said, hey, speaking of Davis and Madden looking so good, who was that? Who played Al Davis and John Madden? Isn't that wild? Yeah, so we had a pretty extensive casting. Um, and Tony Wolf, an actor out of New York, funny enough, out of my hometown, just an absolute, like, lucky bounce. We had no idea going into it. This actor, Tony Wolf, who just killed Al Davis. Like, I thought that he just absolutely crushed that role. Mm-hmm. He put in so much research. And he was like, when we were, like, going into rehearsals and stuff, you could just see him, like, rehearsing how his mouth moves, how he, like, grits his teeth, you know, all these things. But, uh, yeah, a phenomenal actor named Tony Wolf. And then Madden, that's such a, that's such a look, you know, you got to find the right guy and then you have to find the right sound. <laughs> you know, his voice is almost more iconic than his face. And right. um, yeah, the stand-up comedian, he's a stand-up comedian and an actor, this guy, Carl Spitali, I believe his last name is, um, S-P-I-T-A-L-E. And uh, in his audition, it was just like, well, there's John Madden. <laughs> when you know, you know, I mean, six foot seven guy, just like this big, just really like savvy actor. And uh, again, you know, they go through all this like hair and makeup and stuff and uh, slight prosthetics to just change little things here and there. And then when you see him in the camera, you're like, damn, that's Alan John. <laughs> Who would right. have thought? We actually pulled this thing off. So, yeah. I mean, it was really, I mean, yeah, every department, every department just really crushed it. I, I thought so. I thought even Amy looked like Amy, right? And sounded like that Amy. Was I the thought, craziest one. Yeah. Huh? Wasn't that wild? <laughs> Yes, she sounded and looked just like Amy Trask. And again, it just 
it just blew my mind. And I literally, as soon as that piece was over, I had to send her a text and was like, I know why you're crying. That's fantastic. That is just uh, like, so cool. yeah, it was so really, that. really good stuff, my man. I mean, you guys really, uh, you, you did everything. And I, I thought it was a great touch as well when the few times that referenced Vegas, obviously with the Raiders playing in Vegas now, and we yeah. all know that Al love Vegas. How cool was that to be able to implement that in there as well? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool because so much of it is true. You know, like he would have his birthday parties at Vegas. He would like spend like long stretches of time with Madden poolside in Vegas. Like that was always a part of his life. And then you just get to have a little fun with it where it's like, why not throw a commercial for Vegas in this big meeting that they were having, mm-hmm. you know? And just like, why not just like have these like little flickering, like the airplane scene where he's looking out the window, like he's seeing the lights of Vegas there. It's just so fun to, you know, just get like little hints of where this is going because obviously the torch, the stadium, you know, we are, we are playing in Vegas, you know, it's all, it all just like, that was really the way in for why we were telling this story now, but all credit to Pete Radovich for that. Like he, again, is the creative director and director of the spot at CBS sports. He's so talented at what he does, but he was, as soon as um, CBS said, we, we want a big feature film for uh, the Super Bowl. He's been waiting to tell the Al Davis story and the Super Bowl will give you a little bit more time to actually tell it correctly because you know if it's a Sunday game you probably get like three minutes to tell a feature or something like that so he finally got his bite at the apple and uh, I think everyone's really proud of the results yeah they should be again it was a it was a well done uh, piece I, I loved every minute of it like I said I definitely wanted to make sure I aired it on the radio I wanted to make sure people went back and watched it as well and got the visuals because even listening to it I um, mean you've got to be able to see it as well it's just that stinking good you guys did a great job finally for you uh, with all your research, with talking to the people that you talked to, including Amy Trask, how proud do you think Al would be today to have that building, Allegiant Stadium, here in Las Vegas? Man, I mean, that's, it's, that seems like one of his like ultimate pursuits, just the right home. He just wanted a home that matched his product because all he wanted was the best team. He wanted the best. He wanted to win. And it seems like such a fun win that this is where they ended up. The team is electric. They're only getting better. Antonio Pierce right now, I mean, that's so, that's just so great for the culture. I mean, it's just like, how do you not root for him, you know? And it's just great. You wanted this guy to win. It all started with the merger when he was basically duped to, uh, like, lead negotiations between the AFL and the NFL, and then all the AFL owners went behind his back and did the negotiations without him. So it was just always out against the world, and you just want this guy to win. And when he did, and now the Super Bowl is played in his state-of-the-art stadium that he's always wanted, and that's a win for Raider Nation. It is. It really is. Well, Billy, it's a win for CBS Sports. You and your team, you guys did a fantastic job. I was so glad when we were able to connect and make this happen today because I know Raider Nation wanted to hear from you. Make sure you pass along our thank yous to the rest of the team because all of you guys together did a fantastic job in this piece. We definitely appreciate you guys. Ah, good looking out, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, glad you enjoyed it, for sure. There you go. Really good stuff with Billy Scafuri from CBS Sports, the Emmy-winning writer. He's behind the Al Davis tribute. Uh, it was good stuff, really good stuff. Six minutes, some of the best, best six minutes that you're going to watch, right? I mean, really good. And I've obviously, I've played the, the sound here on the podcast. I did that uh, right off top, played that on Monday, just because I thought that you really needed to hear it, and I've played it multiple times 
on my radio show. And just a sneak peek, uh, Tony Wolf, the man that actually played Al Davis, he's going to join my radio show this afternoon at 2.30 Pacific time. So you want to tune in to Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness to check it out? Cool. Really good interview. If it turns into a really good interview, I'll bring it to the podcast. I'm actually trying to reach out to the guy that played John Madden as well. I'd love to have both those guys on, Al Davis and John Madden at the same time, but I'm not guaranteed that that's going to happen. But I guarantee Tony Wolf will be on my radio show later on this afternoon. But what's on your mind? Your calls and texts, 707-654-4693. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money is back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a text. Day Day in San Antonio says, hey Q, Day Day from San Antonio. One thing I learned from the Super Bowl, you can't always depend on a great defense or run game and decent quarterback to win you big games. We need to get our guy by any means. Brock didn't lose the game necessarily, but he definitely didn't win it. We need a dog, a stone-cold killer. But what did you take away from Sunday's game? Take care. That's Day Day in San Antonio. And uh, that was my number one takeaway. That was the biggest thing that I learned as well is that you need a dude. And that's not guaranteeing because, look, Josh Allen's a dude. Lamar Jackson's a dude. Tua Tagovailoa, I believe, is a dude, right? There's Joe Burrow is a dude. And more times than not, Pat Mahomes still finds a way to beat those dudes. But at least that gives them a chance. That was my biggest takeaway. That was something I talked about on Monday's show is that, you know, you've got to have a guy that can compete with that dude. Again, you're not going to beat him just off strength of, oh, I got a really good quarterback. You've got to have the defense like the Raiders have. you got to have the run game like the Raiders have. But you've also have, got to have a guy that's a lot better than just an average quarterback. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful to Aiden O'Connell at all. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as we know right now, based off what we've seen, he's a good quarterback. But I think to beat that dude that wears number 15 and plays for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you need to have a great quarterback. At least you have to feel great about your quarterback position. Day-Day, thanks so much for the text. Definitely appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Raider X. He's calling to talk about the quarterback position, the topic that I had on Monday's show. Talks about the risks that are involved with the whole process of trying to go get that guy. Here's Raider X. Hey, Q, this is Raider X. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on your podcast today and uh, talk about, um, you know, the the need for, you know, uh, a game-changing quarterback, a quarterback that can take – the game on your shoulders or take the team on their shoulders and get to the next level. It doesn't have to sit there and be, you know, some wow bow, but it has to be an elite quarterback that somebody can do the change. You know, the whole thing is to go up and get that quarterback, you're going to have to go into the top three, top four picks, and what's it going to take? Um, obviously going to be some draft picks, but it's also probably going to be some players. Right now everybody's concerned about the, you know, the team and, and the stability that we're growing into, 
but some of those chips may fall. And also, and obviously, there's going to be a lot of free agents that we're going to have to be looking at versus drafting, you know, cheaper. But is it really worth all that risk? Because we have to make it right. Evidence is Trey Young or Trey Lance, and also look at Bryce Young. And all the way number one, you know, you get these players out there, and it just doesn't happen. They've got to be right. If it's right at two, if it's right at one, if it's right at damn at five, whatever it is, it's got to be right because it could be detrimental, and I do not want to sit there and bang our heads and we sit there and do not, you know, get get the get the number. Because everybody's going to go back and think of, well, that Brock Purdy was, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. And, you know, he's not great, but he's pretty damn good. Raider X out. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, there's no doubt, right? You gotta, you've got to be right that the guy, whoever it is, whoever it is you want, is really your guy. If you believe it, do it. But it's definitely going to cost you a lot, especially where the Raiders are right now. They're at 13. If they're really trying to get up to the top three, which I believe that they're going to try to do, they've got to know for certain that that's their guy. They've got to have the conviction that they're, that's their guy. You know, I heard someone tell me that, do you really think that AP is going to put his whole career on the, on the arm of Aiden O'Connell? And I thought, I, I mean, I don't know. I know that he rode with Aiden O'Connell for the nine games that he was the interim head coach. I think he wants more. I believe that he wants Jaden Daniels bad. He's got that relationship with him. Jaden Daniels wants to be a Raider. I know that for a fact. He was in the Raiders locker room following week 18. Uh, college quarterbacks don't do that. Right, you just don't see a, a random college quarterback in a NFL locker room following their final game of the season if there's not some kind of connection there. So again, if that's who they're trying to go get, if that's who AP wants, if that's who he's convinced Tom Telesco to go get, then cool. But you've got to be like you said, you've got to be a hundred percent correct because if not, it'll definitely set your team back for years to come. But thanks so much for that call. Definitely appreciate you. Up next, got a text for the two one three. No name attached to it. it. Says, "Hey Q." Telesco's been known to use smoke screens during the draft. This so-called love for Bo Nix is just that, a smoke screen. McCarthy is the only, is the one, and he'll be our quarterback one for years. I hope Hugh Jackson is the quarterback coach. That's a text from the 213. Thanks so much for that. I appreciate you. And next time you text in, you got to let me know your name. I don't want to talk about your area code. I want to talk about your name. Um, McCarthy very easily could be the guy. Uh, I mentioned it before that I was on on Saturday with Mel Kuyper Jr. Mel Kuyper Jr. And I mentioned Jaden Daniels. He said, yeah, I don't see the Raiders getting up there because all three quarterbacks or all three teams need quarterbacks at the top. But I think J.J. McCarthy would be a great fit for the Raiders. So I can see that. We've had multiple people call in and talk about J.J. Um, Bo Nix, I think he has some good traits. I think he had some really good seasons at Oregon. So I wouldn't rule him out 100%. And you just don't know how the board's going to fall and, and what Tom Telesco's willing to do. Is he willing to trade up or does he want to let the board fall to him? Like, that's going to be intriguing. If, if the board falls to him, obviously there's no Jaden, there's no Caleb, there's no Drake May. You might get a Bo Nix, you might get a Michael Penix, you might get a J.J. McCarthy, right? I mean, it's just simple as that. And you might decide that you don't want any of those guys and you wait and get a quarterback later and go and address another position like an offensive line or maybe a cornerback or a D tackle. Whatever you feel like is what the team needs. That's a good, strong possibility if you don't see Tom Zalesco make the move to trade up in the draft. Uh, up next, got a text from Lone Star Raider Ed. It's a pretty lengthy text here. He says, Q, I truly believe that selling the farm for Jaden or any top three quarterback is is a big mistake for the Raiders. We have a good defense, but we need a great defense. We need a defense so good other teams will create a name for them. 
Staying put or even dropping back if a good quarterback is there and loading the D and offensive line is something we need to focus in on. Free agency also needs to be a priority. Linebackers. We constantly let great free agents defenders slip through our fingers each year. I agree with you. Max is untouchable, but I also believe he should be who we build our team around. Let the quarterback-hungry teams break their banks, but we should focus on building a formidable defense. San Francisco made one mistake and had bad luck in the Super Bowl, but the D did not get enough to beat or did not have enough to beat Mahomes. And if Greenlaw didn't get hurt or if Warner elected to kick uh, in overtime instead of receiving, uh, San Francisco would be Super Bowl champs. I agree we need a great quarterback, but none of these rooks are going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. The key to stop Mahomes is not to keep up with them. It's to punch him in the mouth. Hashtag Monsters of the Midway. Hashtag Steel Curtain. Hashtag Purple People Eaters. Thank you. Listen to you daily from Allen, Texas. Go Raiders. That is from Lone Star Raider Ed. Allen, Texas, the home of one Kyler Murray, where he was a phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal, high school football quarterback. And thanks so much, Raider Ed, for the, the text. I mean, look, you're right when it comes to the defense. The defense has to continue to build, and you have to punch Patrick Mahomes in the mouth. You've got to have interior push so he can't step up in the pocket. But you've also got to have a quarterback. You've got to have a dude that can make those throws, make those plays, and compete with that guy, right? Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. And you saw what happened. When push came to shove and he had an opportunity to make a big play and have a touchdown pass thrown to uh, uh, Debo Samuel, he overthrew him. What happened when Jimmy G was in the Super Bowl, what, Super Bowl 54 against Kansas City? He overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. You see a pattern here? You've got to have a dude, right? I mean, you really do. And if you don't think that your dude is here or you can go get him and it's reasonable, that's fine. That's fine. But you've got to, at some point, address it. You're not going to beat Kansas City consistently. Yeah, you'll beat them one, two times here and there. Consistently, it's not going to happen. If you go back to Christmas and everyone keeps telling me, yeah, but the Raiders beat them on Christmas, so what's up? And Aiden O'Connell didn't even complete a pass. Exactly. That's the problem. He didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. They scored 14 points based off of two defensive touchdowns that happened in seven seconds. Can't count on that. You know, that's nice to get. I love the mentality. It was great, but you can't count on that. That's not going to happen more times than not. So, yes, you've got to have that defense. You've got to have a strong run game. You've also got to have a strong quarterback to get it done. So, at some point, the Raiders are going to have to go and address that. Right? You can do it now or you can do it later. Like the old school candy, now or later, that's what it's going to be. You're either going to do it now or you're going to do it later. Right now, there's a plethora of quarterbacks entering the draft. Later, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I just don't. So, the decision is up to the Raiders what they need to do and how they need to go about doing it. But I love the conversation. I love the text. I love the detail that you put into it. It's just a decision from Tom Telesco, AP, and the rest of the staff when they want to make that move to go get their guy. Thanks so much, Lone Star Raider Ed. I definitely appreciate you. Hope to hear from you again. And that's it. That's all I got time for on today's show, Action Pack. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, coming up later on this afternoon on my radio show, Tony Wolf, the man that played Al Davis on the uh, tribute that was on CBS Sports before Super Bowl 58. He'll join me to talk about playing that iconic role of Al Davis. We'll have that plus a whole lot more news and notes, more calls and texts as well on this Valentine's Day. Hopefully everyone enjoys their Valentine's Day. Whatever you're going to do, go out to dinner, uh, send some flowers, whatever the case is. One, don't mess it up. And two, enjoy it. And we'll be back tomorrow. So until then, Mary Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.